Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode I speak to Alida Lupari about her business Ali Travel Points, and she talks to me about how you can accumulate points to go on your travels. Alida, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Shebs? I'm doing fantastic. Just for people who don't know who you are, just explain a little bit about yourself. I am originally from Panama, born and raised, and I moved abroad um, at an early age for a short period of time and then moved back to my home country. Um, And after a while, came back to the U.S. for college, so I went to school for finance Uh, and became a financial planner and had a very successful career with a wealth management firm uh, to this day for over 20 years. And now my husband and I run it as a family business, but I actually retired last year to pursue this passion and, of course, um, continue to raise my three kids. (laughs) But my family is still all in Panama, so that is my biggest, um, you know, passion is to continue to see them. And so I I love to travel. So my passion is to travel and using travel points and credit cards. Well, we'll come on to a little bit more about your business uh, slightly later, but I want to take it back. So you mentioned you were from Panama and you moved across to the US. So just explain your early sort of beginnings and how you fell in love with travel itself. Well, like I mentioned that I moved um, to the US in the 80s. I was only eight. So it wasn't by choice. It was really out of necessity because back in that time, uh, for those that know any of the Central American history, we had a dictator called Noriega. And my family had to shut down their businesses. There was really a terrible economic situation. Banks were closed. My sister uh, was two months old. And Just to give you an idea, you couldn't even um, pay for the hospitals with credit cards. You had to pay cash because banks were shut down. So a lot of instability um, led to our family moving abroad and starting over. So I saw a lot of rebuilding from a very early age. So my family was very good about saving money, learning about coupons, finding sales, and just finding as many deals as you can just to... Um, continue to save for our future and improve the situation. But because we flew back and forth to Panama, um, we would always have to find, you know, other ways of saving money, you know, to be able to get there. And eventually, once we saved up for, let's say, a bigger vacation, um, my mom and stepdad, uh, they took me to Europe for the first time when I was a teenager. So I fell in love with just seeing the architecture, the different way of life. I went to Paris and London. And I hadn't been back to London until 20, 30 years later. 
So you just never know when you'll be able to go back to the places you went to the first time. So I always think back and think, okay, if I never get to go back there again, what would I have wanted to do? So that's always been the main inspiration of any place that I go to that's different. I'm like, well, what is there to do or learn about in that place, in that country, in that destination that I couldn't do anywhere else? And so I just became an adventure adventure seeker everywhere. <laughs> I guess a lot of people who are born and raised in the U.S. sometimes don't realize how difficult it is for migrants to come in and to adjust, especially at a slightly later age as well. Eight is actually, a, it's a developing age, of course, but obviously you missed out on four or five years worth of speaking English and sort of picking up the sort of language and stuff. Would you say those were sort of like the core period where you wanted, you were determined to succeed and I guess please your parents? Oh, absolutely. Because my mom invested, I remember her buying a set of, VHS tapes for me to learn English. And that was my job, chore, and homework every day. And we lived in a in a hotel for two months while they were finding where we were going to live. So thankfully, that hotel had a VCR player. So I was able to have my little class classes while they were finding, you know, where we were going to settle. I had no idea what that meant. I just knew that I had to learn it so that I could be accepted in school. And my parents had to make the the sacrifice to um, place me in a small private school so that I can get a little bit more attention and adapt easier. Um, so by uh, six months later, I was fluent and made the honor roll. You talked about getting your education and qualifying as a financial planner. So what, firstly, what was the reason why you went down the financial route? Did you have specifically uh, plans to sort of do this? I, obviously you said you retired as well, but what was the reason behind that and not necessarily something, something else? Very good question. Because of the circumstances I lived through and the situations that you may not be able to control as a child and growing up and coming from a place of scarcity and always having to save for the future, save for the rainy days, save for, um, you know, not having to depend on anyone or any government. So my family always instilled that you need to invest for the future. The way that my family always did it was by way of putting money in the bank in what they called plazo fijo, which means a CD or certificate of deposit, which is essentially like a bond, but owned by the bank and they pay you an interest rate, very little. And the other option is to buy real estate, which is the first thing that they did in Panama. They took the money they had, they had saved and bought their first piece of real estate. And then maybe you can rent it and get income from that. And that in a roundabout way is the thought of the perfect retirement for somebody in Panama. Now, I grew up in the US as a child, I would say in my uh, development years. And I remember movies that I would watch people on Wall Street and the stocks and bonds. And that was exhilarating how you can make money by investing in other companies that do well and learn you know, how that 
all worked and it looked like it was very confusing and it took a lot of expertise. So I went about to find out how do you, what do you need to study to learn how to do that on your own? And if I could do it professionally and do it for other people, then that can be my career. So that's how I determined I wanted to study finance because I wanted to learn how to invest my own money and grow and be in control of my own finances um, forever. Did you enjoy it? I mean, it's a field that you said you've now retired from. It seems like a, a very early age. So you've obviously you've done very well with it. Uh, did you enjoy the work that you were doing as a financial planner? And how did you get to position to retire so early as well? <laughs> with a lot of planning. Okay, well... I I built a business from scratch. As I mentioned, the marketing fell on me to do as much or as little as I wanted to, to do to build my career. So really, it became a, a business of, of marketing. Um, how do you gain clients to build a practice? And then you have to service those clients. And that requires also another set of uh, an other time to be allotted to that. So it it we brought on another partner and we also have another assistant as we grew because we needed help managing all the clients that we had. Um, and over time, of course, as we increased our portfolio of clients that we managed their assets for, we also increased um, our income streams, which because of the way that we know how to take advantage of tax um, benefits. The more money you save in different areas that are more tax advantageous um, to take also more growth for yourself. So all those loopholes I became a master of. And so I grew from zero to a lot in um, off by offering uh free workshops on retirement planning to corporate employees. So that's what grew our business to a level where we could scale. And along the way, we all, I continue to invest in real estate and invest in properties that I can borrow for very low, which is using leverage, which a lot of people are afraid of borrowing from banks. But because we work for a very large bank, I get very low rates and I can rent it out and get much higher income stream from that money that I just borrowed for free. In addition to that, you can use, and this just depends on what is offered in your country and the laws, but in our case, we can use our investment portfolios as collateral for the loans, for the purchases of other properties. So we can do that for investment properties or our own primary residences. So every time that we moved, we kept the properties that we lived in and we continued to keep them, rent them, and eventually sell them for a profit. And then the profit gets invested and um, sheltered more for taxes and continue to grow. So all along the way, we do have financial planning um, tools at our disposal, which is very good, which is what we use for our clients on helping them meet their future retirement goals and see if their money is going to last as long as they will. Because that's really what it comes down to. So we look at cash flow all the way to investments and everywhere in between. 
to be in a position, uh, it would have been hard work, a lot of hours, a lot of sleepless nights, I assume. And to get, because you, you can't get to a position like where you are without the hard work. I think that's what, that's come across from what you were just saying there. There's a lot of effort that's gone into it. And to be in the position, as I said to you, you know, to, to retire, that's unbelievable. And which has now led me to your, your, other passion now which is to travel and by the way just before i go into your business did you get time to travel uh whilst you were doing all the offer i assume you're working set well i assume you're working seven days a week you know it's your own business did you get time to travel because it doesn't sound like uh there, there was much um what do you call it downtime not at first um quick fact when i first started in the company i started in the call center very basic almost below minimum wage, almost, but because I spoke Spanish, I got an extra $1,000 a year. And then I worked a lot of overtime. And then I evolved to then start my practice on my own in the same company once I had learned all their tools. So the year that I scaled into, now I'm doing this as my own business for the, within the company. That was the year we got married. And my husband and I had made the decision and we said, okay, you're starting this business, which is going to require a lot of dedication, a lot of time, a lot of extra hours, unpaid work until later. So we decided we were going to wait on having a family until I could make sure I met all the goals for the company to deem worthy of me staying and keeping my job because I was under like a training program for two years. So I had hurdles I had to meet. Otherwise, only um, only three people um, finished out of my entire class of 30. So wow. I needed Tough field. And it was in 2008 when when I finished right when the market really took a tank. And then that was the year I was pregnant with my first. So we did not take vacations. We did not take a honeymoon. Until after. <laughs> so really, we brought our son along with us almost everywhere. And there's eight years apart from him and the second and then 10 years to the third. So okay. there was a lot of traveling with at least one child in between. And I just made it a priority because I needed that for my passion to be filled. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just working to live or are we living to work? <laughs> this is the thing you see. So I've spoken to guests in the past from America and the mentality is to live to work, but the mentality in Europe, uh, UK, is you work to live. And we get a lot more vacation times here, so we get minimum, in the UK anyway, it's like five weeks. A lot of us get six to eight weeks, potentially 12 weeks, so it's, it's a lot of time. And that's why I was asking you, did you get time off? Because when I tell my American friends, oh, I get like – X amount of time off and so on, so does. And you're like, oh my God, we only get like two days off and stuff. So you can fall into a bit of a work loop and then you don't realize this is your life. And, you know, obviously you, things come along and whatnot. But um, that's why I was trying to figure out whether you had the time to travel. But it sounds like you had everything sort of planned. And I guess being a financial planner, you sort of have that sort of mindset anyway. So you call yourself a travel point guru so <laughs> just explain to me and people listening what your business entails i must say that's what my friends call me so they made me put that on my title 
Okay. That being said, I love using credit cards and as far as using credit cards for free travel. And what that means is for my everyday spending, I just love accumulating points for free travel and teaching people how to earn those points, but not just one point per dollar, how to maximize those points, earn more, do a lot of stacking by different methods and be able to transfer those points to airline partners. Now, the key is not just earning and maximizing those points, but it's also how do you best redeem those points for the free travel that you want for the lowest amount of points? Because I'm also saving my points because now I travel with five of us. So if you want an experience in economy or in business or where you want to go, I've been helping my family and friends go to destinations they never even dreamed of for free. And I'm the one doing all the searches. And I look for deals on points across four or five different airlines to find which one am I going to send my points to. So that became my what I live and breathe. So it became something that I was just inspired to do last year to just really put it down on the internet and and somehow create a way that I can answer my friends' questions. And then I started making Instagram videos and, and reels and little tutorials. So I, I tell them, oh, this is how you shop online and earn extra points. Here's the video. Or here's how to use your Amex card and transfer the points to, let's say, British Airways, because that's a main hub for the UK. And British Airways is one of my favorite uh, redemptions for a lot for certain things. So knowing those little tricks um, is great. And then it's just a trial and error. So because it became my hobby and my passion, I just decided to put a content around, put organized content around it and also promote destinations that are off the beaten path and awesome adventures because I'm an adventure mom. So I love uh, sharing that with anyone. And I love inspiration that people ask me questions or I also take requests of destinations and help people book it virtually. So for example, Let's just say I started using a credit card. It was giving me points. What would I do? So if I came to you and said, right, okay, I've seen your website. It says you can get points for free fares. How would would you help me then in that instance? If you want help for a particular destination that you want to get to, Mm -hmm. we can book like a, a... a quick chat and I can ask you some questions. Well, okay. depending on where you accumulate those points or where you want to go, you have to start out with a plan okay. because if so, you, so the initial thing you get a consultation, you get a consultation from yourself. I assume that's free consultation first. You yeah. get Is that correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if I can help you, but you would want to find out whether you can help or can't help. Um, right. And I assume, is it a specific type of clientele that you'd be after then in that instance? If someone, like myself who doesn't use credit card would i not be would i not qualify well i would like to give information on how you go about from beginners to booking it so if you'd like to learn how you can go on free travel like i would like to know why mm. uh, or what's your hesitation so that maybe that would be the one on one on one call is mm. 
Tell me on why I need to consider using an American Express UK version for free travel. Where do you want to go? And mm. then I would ask you, where do you want to go next year? Or as soon as you're able to travel. And let's say you say Japan and I say, okay, well, let me see how many points it costs to get you there. Do you want to go in economy or in business? And based on where you're coming from and where you're going, and do you want to make any stops along the way? So I will do a, re a research and come back with some results and tell you this is the amount of points you will probably need to accumulate. And these are some potential cards you may qualify for um, to get those points to get you that free destination. Now, on the flip side, once you have the points accumulated and you're like, okay, well, I did my job in accumulating the points. How do I go about booking it? Mm. And because I cannot go into your frequent flyer account, I can't take those points from you. You can't send them to me or any of that. I will do a side-by-side -side virtual screen sharing, help yeah. you click here, book here, search here. Yeah. So a lot of different ways just to make sure that people know how to do it and don't waste those points. It's a, there's a lot of wrong ways to use those points. I assume by spending, when you say spend points, you it means you go buy things, shopping, all that. Is that how you accumulate points, or do you earning them by earning them. everyday spending? What you, from that advice that you would give, I assume obviously they would have you as a one to one, and this is where you would charge a fee. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, and on my Instagram, I have my link in bio, and then on my website, I have a a few options of how you can reach me and then we can we can discuss what would be the best thing that you would need and it can just be an hourly rate um, based on how many searches you might need or how much assistance so it all depends and I would let people know how much the service would require and it's just based on the time it would need I just and want people to to learn a little bit better um, on how to use them and what I would say to accumulating the points a lot of countries will have their own banks offer their own sign up bonuses for the cards that they offer locally so American Express will have a UK version of the offer that in the US is different but the UK may give you 10 20 30,000 sign up bonus points if you meet a certain amount of spending in a certain amount of time so that also goes into the planning and seeing well what's available maybe in your area and your region um in the US i of course have um referral links that i can provide but abroad you can search locally now what's the same for anyone in the world is how the airline partners charge for the flights um, will be the same no matter what. So British Airways, no matter where I live in the world, will charge me the same amount of miles if I book it versus if you book it um, for the same route. So the way that you transfer the points to the airlines could be different. So that will vary based on the country and the card that you can get. But as long as you can get the British Airways points, a lot of internal flights in Europe cost under 5,000 points from one country to another in British Airways. And those flights are like $200 sometimes. So for 5,000 points in British Airways, I can book that, you can book that. You just have to figure out how you can get points to British Airways. So American Express lets you move points to British Airways. And British Airways offers their own version of their credit card in the UK and in the US. They have two 
branded versions, and they both have different sign-up bonuses. So it's how to use those sign-up bonuses um, to add to your total amount that you need to get to where you want to go. And at the minute, is it just specific airlines? Like you mentioned British Airways. Are there any other, or is it all airlines that maybe take on board points? Because I know um, Emirates do, Qatar have points, Etihad have points, or is it just specific airlines at this current moment that you only deal with? So most, uh, just the airlines that have frequent flyer programs mm-hmm. um, that, and the ones that belong to an airline alliance. Okay. If I want to fly Lufthansa, but I cannot move points to Lufthansa's frequent flyer program, I can move points from one of my cards to, say, United Airlines. And because they're part of the alliance, the Star Alliance with Lufthansa, then I can book Lufthansa flights using United Miles. Of course. I get it. United's award chart. Okay, and the Star Alliance is there's quite a lot of people who don't know. But there's a lot of uh, airlines within those groups. So I remember I, I flew with Turkish Airlines. It will say a part of the Star Alliance group. So if you look at so for people listening again, if you look at next time when you fly, just look at what it says beneath. It will say Star Alliance group and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's how you would know. And you can look up on Wikipedia too, or just Google what alliance is my home country's airline a part of my home country is uh panama so my home airline is copa so copa has their frequent flyer program but they're also part of the star alliance so i can book copa flights using another star alliance partner following their rules and how much they charge and you have to search different days and there's a lot of playing around i have a whole log i keep when i search for the same destination i search in different ways and i do this all before i send the points so i there's a couple of shortcuts that i share with people <laughs> so that they know how to do some of the legwork themselves because that will determine when you travel because you might I I keep my calendar flexible when I'm going abroad using points. That's the number one rule because you might not be able to go for the amount of points you need to spend on Mm -hmm. the day that you want to go or the route that doesn't take a whole day. So you have to look at different dates and maybe different route combinations. So that will go into my award search service. Of course. And the other thing I was going to say, you might not necessarily – save them an entire flight but it's a discounted rate as well by the way if if you couldn't necessarily meet the rate of getting a free flight i see people will be still happy to pay instead of paying three hundred dollars you're paying a hundred dollars that's still better than paying three hundred dollars isn't it really yes and uh, um, a lot of the vacations even mine it's not a hundred percent covered with points that's just not realistic Mm -hmm. and that would require a lot a lot of points um and that's the thing i'm assuming you tell people before you go in right listen it's not going to be right you're going to get free hotel uh, free flights everywhere there's going to be a time where you may have to pay you know an x amount but we will try and get 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 you to a point where you don't have to pay the full lot and what would you rather do pay the full price or pay less of it 
I save the money that I save from by using points. I allow us to indulge in better experiences sometimes, if that makes sense. And then every day I'll maybe splurge on something that we can do that we can explore because those are things you can't pay with points anyway. And for hotels in the days of Airbnbs now, I think it's almost too expensive to use points for hotels because I can get way more value for those points and get a business or first class ticket on a very long flight that would otherwise be thousands of dollars as opposed to just getting two, three nights in a hotel. So what would you rather? And that's where you make decisions on, okay, I'll use my points here, but not here. And I'll use some of my money this way. And then which card do you use for what you are using the money for? So that you get three times, three points per dollar on travel expenses that you are paying out of pocket. <laughs> and what challenges do you face with this business? What, what, have the, what sort of challenges have you faced already? And what have you got lined up that you're struggling with? Would you say that you're trying to sort of accomplish? My challenges is uh, organizing and making the time to really put it all together and see determining if if I need to um, set up a course or start off with workshops. So that's what I'm wondering is if um, maybe start a small community with some small workshops that I can uh, eventually repurpose into a full course and work on destinations that people want to learn how to get to with points. So my challenge is putting that all in an organized way that I can tackle. <laughs> how much have you been able to travel as a family? Because one of the, I had, a, I had a couple from my very first show actually, and they talked about being nomads on the road and they're literally traveling as a family and homeschooling and whatnot. Has that potentially entered into your mind? I assume you want to do this long term. So that actually, that's another question. So, what is the aim for this business? You know, where do you want it to go? Where do you where do you see it? If I can help people go from beginners to actual booking their own award flights, that would be my goal. So, whether it be in workshops that they can do and work on on their own as practice, or a course that could be delivered to people on demand um, to learn, really, because I feel like the biggest challenge is that there is so much to know that people get discouraged or think that this is a scam or it's too good to be true or it's too complicated. And there is a lot to know, but there is help out there. You just have to find some consolidated places that will teach you. So hopefully um, I could be the Latina points girl one day and also promote my country and adventure travel in Panama because it's it's a hidden gem that a lot of people are not familiar with. And what, what about the, the traveling with the family? Have you found that difficult with, with work? And is that something that you want to do more and more? Or I know, actually, I guess them, they're slightly older. They get to a certain age where you could do it more frequently. If I am going anywhere for more than three days, I will take them with us. And uh -huh. I usually do somewhere that is kid-friendly that we can incorporate them into the travel plans. So the activities will really revolve around the youngest person in the group or the oldest person in the group. And that goes for group travel, whether it's kids or older people. 
And so with that being said, I just think that you can figure out what works for your family. But for mine, I just already know what they like and they don't like and how much time they can be in a stroller before they have to get out. Um, And it can be chaotic sometimes, but really the memories that you make, you just take pictures and one day they'll they'll thank you for all those adventures you took them on. And you'll think, oh, that was chaos, but it was actually very memorable um, because otherwise we wouldn't have experienced X, Y, Z. And a lot of people tend to not travel or go to places because they have kids or they don't want to leave them behind or they don't trust anyone to stay with them or they'll miss them too much or whatever the reason is. Just bring them. When you've got family, there is a possibility because a lot of people, um, well, I used to think anyway, if you start having families, that's it. For 10, 15 years, no travel. Once that time is up. But from what you're saying, it's possible as long as you plan it ahead. I guess it's the same thing as the financial planning. You know, If you plan ahead, then anything's possible. Absolutely. And also for me, I, didn't, I don't really have a choice not to take my kids along course, for the yeah. ride. <laughs> my family is abroad Hmm. so for them to know my family i have to take them that would have been the only way for them to meet my grandparents and you know a lot of extended family i have big extended family and only a few of them were able to come to the wedding otherwise you know if, if i wouldn't take my kids to them you know they would otherwise not not know all those cousins um or primos as we call them one more question about your business competitors are there any competitors in in, in the field how, how challenging how challenging is that i learned all about points and miles from a long time ago by reading a lot of blogs that are now very big and very widespread uh well-known names now and they've become too large sometimes to maybe connect with. And now they have huge editorial teams and things like that. So I feel that for us smaller content creators, it's it takes a little bit longer maybe to get out there and be discovered or, you know, really make a difference. But, you know, I try not to look at what anybody else is doing because I'm such a creative person. I try to think of, well, maybe can I do it this way or how can I... You know, even on my Instagram, I just try to like come up with different designs and, you know, my, my style is my own. (laughs) The content may be similar to a lot of others because I learned it from others or from somewhere. Um, So I love collaborating with anyone else in the points and miles community, just so that we can teach other people because that's how I learned. And I'm a self-taught person just in general. And so if I can put it together in an organized way or have a community course from other experts, including what I know, um, that would be a dream. What one place would you say has transformed the way you've lived, actually? Is it Panama when you moved across to the U.S.? Did you feel as if that was your big transformative travel experience? Yes, because of the way that I had to adapt to the culture. I took it actually as you would as a child, very excited, very eager to learn, very naive to just anything that would come my way. I I came from a place of, you know, giving 
any opportunity that comes your way, giving it a chance or exploring. And anytime that you can travel and ex- explore whatever's available to you, do it. So when we moved abroad, even though that was because of an unfortunate circumstance, I feel like it helped um, mold the ability that I have now to be open to all different cultures and languages and foods and just everything that goes with moving from one country to another. So a lot of ups and downs too, don't get me wrong. You miss your family and you miss things that you're used to. Um, and that's why there are planes to go back. What does travel mean to you? What would you say? It's being open to adventure and experiences and cultures and being able to see what God created in this world for us to see. So being fortunate to explore it and making it part of your life is what I feel is fills my my heart in addition to my family of course away from your travel work and everything do you have anything that you sort of relax with have you got any hobbies that you like to do well along with my content creation I'm an avid photographer and thanks to Christine I got my first drone and so I'm also creating content for tourism uh, industry with photography and drone. So that I love. And to relax, I also practice yoga and Pilates. Christine, just just as a reference, is Christine Lazada actually had her on my show. If you want to go back and listen to the episode, she did talk to me a lot about her drone. So uh, in fact, that's how we actually connected through Christine. Yeah, we've come to the end of our discussion. It's been fabulous having you on. Just tell everyone where they can find you. Sure. Uh, well, I'm on Instagram at Ali Travel Points and on my website, www.alitravelpoints.com. Starting my new blog soon. And so hopefully I'll take some inspiration from any destinations that people want to go to. I use them as practice and then um, it helps me. Well, you well, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you so much, Shabs. It was great. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.